Thank you for downloading a Jigsaw Guide to Life with Alec McClellan. Hi, I'm Tim Donnelly. Welcome to the program. We're so glad you could join us today. Why is the easiest Christian discipline one of the most difficult to do? Alec has a passion for pursuing truth, practicing tolerance, and promoting critical thinking. An author and a speaker, you can find out more about Alec and his resources at www.alexmcclellan.com. While Christians are supernaturally empowered to live the Christian life, every follower of Jesus still has a daily responsibility to battle what comes naturally. Jesus is the perfect example of a life that pleases God, and he modeled one thing more than any other to show us the way. This one thing seems so easy to do, yet it's often the greatest challenge to Christian living. Prayer. It's mysterious, but it's no mystery. Let me define a mystery as something that is completely beyond our grasp and understanding. Let me define mysterious as something that has an element of mystery. There are things that we can't know, that we don't know. But also there are things that we do know, things that are within reach and available. So if prayer is mysterious, but it's no mystery, then there are things about prayer that are beyond us. But there are things that we can know, things that we need to know. Because prayer is the easiest Christian discipline, and yet it's one of the most difficult to do. Why? Prayer is just talking to God. We should learn that this is a Christian discipline and say, wow, we struck the jackpot. What could be easier? Anyone can do it. It doesn't seem to cost anything. And yet there are all kinds of obstacles that stand in the way of prayer. The first thing to point out is the fact is that prayer is powerful. So we shouldn't be surprised to see that there are great spiritual obstacles that stand in the way. We have a spiritual enemy. He does not want us to pray. He will do whatever he can to stop us from praying because prayer is powerful. Prayer is a big part of reaching out to the people around us. If we're going to share our faith with other people, we need to be praying and asking God to help us. But also we need to be asking God to help those that we want to reach out to, to prepare them to receive and to hear and to understand what God wants them to know about the truth of the gospel. So prayer helps us prepare to share. It also helps uh, those who will hear what we have to say be prepared to receive it and understand it. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in the book of Colossians chapter 4 because it beautifully demonstrates this biblical balance of what's going on. Paul says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. The gospel is a mystery to many people. They have got no idea. And we need to ask God to help us, to help them understand. Prayer can open doors that would otherwise remain closed. Prayer can provide clarity, helping people hear, grasp and understand the truth of the gospel. When it comes to prayer, there are many benefits and that's why Paul says we ought to be devoted to prayer. But prayer raises a number of questions. 
Here's one that we would often hear. If God already knows what I'm going to say, is there any point actually saying it? Is there any point praying? Well, the Bible is clear that prayer is critical to Christian living. Jesus modelled it more than anyone, but sometimes it's hard to pray when we're not sure why we're praying. And it's true, God knows everything, past, present and future. And he knows us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows what we're going to say before we say it. You put all this together and it's easy to come to the conclusion, well, is there really any point in me praying? Has this ever knocked the wind out of your sails? Listen to David's words in Psalm 139, where he affirms, before a word is on my tongue. You know it completely, O Lord. David understood that God already knew what he was going to say. Yet he wasn't put off by this. The Psalms are full of David's prayers. Why didn't this discourage David from talking to God? Well, David's prayers were a supernatural outpouring of a supernatural relationship that he had with God. I want you to think of conversations with someone really close to you, someone that you love deeply. Sometimes the content of the conversation is not the most important thing. You could actually talk for hours and almost talk about nothing and still believe the conversation was worthwhile. Why? Well, you're spending time with that person. You're drawing closer to that person. And prayer is a great way to spend time with God, to draw closer to God. But what about petitionary prayer? Because some prayers were making requests to God, were asking him for something. And God encourages us to bring our requests. But if God already knows what we're going to say, doesn't that make petitionary prayer a waste of time? Well, not necessarily. God already knows the requests that we will make. And because of that, he works our prayers into the fabric of his eternal plan and purpose before we utter them. However you turn this around, if we choose not to pray, God knew that too. And that makes a difference. C.S. Lewis put it like this, while our prayers are known to us only as we come to the moment of doing them, they are eternally in the score of the great symphony. We need to play our part and reach out to God in prayer. Here's another benefit of prayer, experiencing the peace of God. We often turn to prayer at some of the most difficult times in our lives when our hearts are heavy. We're in situations that are difficult or maybe those that we love are really struggling and we turn to God in prayer because we're feeling the weight of a difficult situation. And Paul writes to the Philippians about this very thing. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Paul is talking about people who are followers of Jesus and they're in difficult circumstances and they feel the anxiety coming. And he says, don't be anxious. But it's not just a command where you say, well, I can't stop the anxiety. He says, don't be anxious because of what you do. You bring it to God. And as a consequence, supernaturally, you can experience the peace of God and the most difficult of circumstances. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too small to pray about. 
And God knows that we're often wearied by this world. And he wants to help us. He wants to support us. He wants to encourage us. He wants us to bring our burdens and experience something supernatural, the supernatural peace of God. When Christians go through tough times and they experience peace that comes from God, they stand out from the crowd. People would look at that and say, that's not natural. And it's not natural. It's supernatural. Don't be anxious. Bring those requests to God and experience his peace as a consequence. Okay, here's another reason why people might not want to pray. Did you know the Bible says that you have to pray non-stop? What? You have to pray non-stop. I mean, how is that even possible? (laughs) I'm sure most of us feel like we don't pray enough already. And so the Bible raises the bar even higher and possibly high. Listen to Paul's words in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Well, how can I pray without ceasing? I've got things to do. I've got places to go, people to see. How can you pray without ceasing? Well, God's not expecting us to spend our life on our knees with our eyes closed, just as we're to always rejoice. He doesn't expect us to walk around uh, constantly muttering, thank you God, thank you God, every second of every day. It's all about our attitude. Paul says we ought to have an attitude of gratitude and also we ought to have an attitude of prayer. We've got to develop this prayerful attitude in our lives. How do we do that? Well, it takes time and it is a discipline, but there's a number of ways that we can do it. We can start out the day with a particular verse, uh, maybe something that's true about God or his character, and we can carry it with us throughout the day. And as we carry that thought with us throughout the day, that helps us develop an attitude of prayer, reflecting on things that are true about God, and it often triggers us to pray for other people. One example would be Paul closes his letter to the Thessalonians with these words, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. That's a good place to start. You could take that at the start of the day and carry that with you throughout the day. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The grace of God, isn't that amazing? God, thank you so much for holding back what I do deserve and giving me what I don't deserve. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Master, Jesus I serve him, Jesus Christ, the one who saves, the Messiah. And he's with me. He's always with me. Thank you for your companionship, for your constancy. So just as you go about the affairs of today, you can carry that thought with you, developing in your mind that attitude of prayer as well as an attitude of gratitude. Prayer is powerful. There's spiritual opposition It's bizarre that one of the easiest Christian disciplines can be one of the most difficult to do because it is so powerful. It helps us reach the unreached. It helps prepare us to share. It helps others be prepared to hear what we have to say. It makes a difference because when we pray, God knows, but he has woven our prayers into the fabric of his eternal plan and purpose. And prayer can bring peace in the midst of difficult times. Let me wrap things up with this, because have you read the book on prayer called The Popeye Principle? You know that book on prayer called The Popeye Principle? Well, probably not, 
because it's not been written yet anyway, but many of us fall into the trap of developing a life of prayer based upon what I call the Popeye Principle. Uh, many of you may be familiar with the American cartoon called Popeye the Sailor Man. And if, you, if you're not familiar with this, this is a cartoon that was created about this man, uh, Popeye. And he was a sailor. He was an ordinary guy and he lived his life. He had a girlfriend. He had this uh, kind of adversary um, and he would live his life normally until he got into scrapes or got into difficulty or had to do something uh, to rescue his girlfriend from the clutches of this bad guy. What did he do? Well, he didn't turn to prayer. He turned to opening a can of spinach. And when he ate the spinach, it gave him supernatural strength for a brief time. And he was able to fight against the trouble and the difficulty and overcome it. And so Popeye didn't have an endless supply of spinach. He had to kind of be careful with it, but only use it when he really needed it. In normal life, he didn't think much about it until he got into trouble. Well, does that sound familiar when it comes to the prayer life of many of us as Christians? Our prayer life ramps up, we're in trouble. And when life's going well, we maybe don't think about it as much. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches. It doesn't teach the Popeye principle. God wants prayer to be part of our identity, an ongoing conversation, a supernatural reality that flows out of a supernatural relationship with the living God. So that when we do get into difficulty, we're not reaching for a prayer like reaching for that can of spinach. We're already walking and having this attitude of prayer in our life where we know that God is with us, that he's near, and it's very natural for us to reach out to him. And we can face challenges with greater calm and greater confidence that God is in the situation. God answers prayer. He may say yes, he may say no, he may say wait a while. But the closer we walk with him, the easier it is to hear his voice. Prayer is mysterious, but it's no mystery. And I encourage you today to develop that discipline of walking with God and talking with God. And may you experience his supernatural peace as you're reminded of the fact that you're safe in his hands. Thank you for joining us. You can find out more about Alec and his resources at alexmcclellan.com. That's www.alexmcclellan.com. I'm Tim Donnelly, and thanks for listening to A Jigsaw Guide to Life with Alec McClellan.